0: Hey guys, welcome to How to Make Your Own Miniatures Game. I am Rick Graham, owner of White Light Media and creator of the Revelation Skirmish and the Field of Legends Miniatures Games. You can check out my company's website and get information on our other projects by going to whitelightmedia.org. This has been an episode that I've kind of put off, at least parts of what we're going to discuss. Today we're going to be going uh, to switch gears and discuss social media. Because at some point, you're going to have to start advertising and discussing your games so that you can grow your audience, so that you can grow your reach, so that you have potential to get sales, get buyers, get players, right? So likely, you're going to use social media to do that, whether it's Instagram, whether that's Facebook, Twitter, or something else. You know, you're going to use, it's likely you're going to use one of those because they they have a much larger platform. Now, I'm not going to get deep into any one of these platforms not yet anyway because that really should be its own episode as they all kind of have their own different quirks that you should learn about facebook has you know they all have different algorithms um which if you don't know if you're kind of new to social media um or at least new to the creator side of it the algorithm is kind of this just you know uh, faceless name, faceless word that people use because there's algorithms that, uh, all these different platforms use to kind of figure out what content is, you know, being the most active, which one's getting a lot of comments and a lot of likes or a lot of views, depending on if it's videos and it tries to, uh, figure out, okay, what type of content do you like? Okay. I'm going to try to show you this type of content. So it's a lot of stuff going on in the background with programming. And so at the end of the day, the algorithm, basically, if you can just think of it as, um, kind of the rules of the game. All right. So Facebook has its own rules, its own way that the content uh, is spread. YouTube has their own way, Instagram and so on. Okay. Kind of like that. So as a, as a preface, a kind of a, uh, I don't know, uh, not a warning, but just kind of a disclaimer. Um, this episode (laughs) may have a little bit where I go a bit on a rant. Um, We'll kind of see how it goes. This is kind of like I said at the you know, a few minutes ago. It's something that's kind of been on my mind a lot. And I feel that it's probably better for me to vent to creators than it is to vent anywhere else, if that makes sense. So firstly, um, should you use social media? Honestly, I don't really see much of an easier way to get the word out about your game. Local conversation, you know, with other gamers in your own group, or if you went to different stores to try to promote your game or just demo your game will not and and just cannot allow you to reach gamers in other countries around the world with any sort of effectiveness. But Facebook can, Instagram can, right? You can reach people you'll never meet in person. That may not even speak the same language as you, um, or at least their primary language, because oh, they have to kind of, well, no, even with translate, people could read my posts when I'm writing in English. They could be reading that in any other language. As the artificial intelligence gets better about how to translate um, and, and our language translating software continues to improve, we may end up with <laughs> entire businesses that are between, if we're not already there, but more more wide. Uh, more mainstream businesses where customers and, and client or a creator may not be able to speak the same language at all, period. They do not speak the same language. If they were in person, they could not communicate, but through the power of the internet, they'll be able to have their words translated. I've already seen this happening more and more and more on Facebook and where the translators are a lot better. Before it was a lot of, it was really bad broken English, um, especially because the English language just is kind of limiting compared to some other languages that have way more words, a lot, much larger vocabulary. Um, so it's just kind of a different, uh, you know, situation. Social media, um, has a lot of pros, a lot of good things about it, but it also has some super big cons, some things that really count against it, in my opinion. Um, I will say that while I use social media for my business, my brands, I also try to diversify and cross promote my other channels specifically um, because you have to realize and you may not be if you're not a creator yet or you're a creator, but you're just kind of getting new to advertising. um, You have to realize you do not control your social media. Um, If, you know, one day you go and log in. And you're removed or blocked from the service, then all of those followers or subscriptions or, um, whatever their vernacular is for their platform could be gone. You may never get back to communicate with those people ever. Um, and you could be blocked or banned for a variety of things. Or your account could get hacked. And that's something where somebody attacked you, right? A, a hack is a digital attack. So you could end up losing all of that because someone went in there and just destroyed your page, deleted it, or uh, removed a whole bunch of followers, and, and now you can never recover all of them. So you could lose significant portions of your audience in like in a flash. So if you only use one platform... Um, you're just kind of rolling the dice, hoping that one day that doesn't happen to you and it may never, or it could happen, you know, a couple of years in when you finally build a, a sizable audience and then just it's gone. It's taken away yet. That is if you don't have a contingency plan in place, like having your own website, your own email list and so on. Um, when you first start, I would recommend only using one or two platforms Why? Because it takes a lot of time. It really does. It takes way more than what you would realize. Um, And it takes some serious mental fortitude not to get sucked into looking at your own timeline and your own newsfeed when you're there. I mean, a lot of these platforms were designed to be addictive. And we have to recognize that. So when we're going to Facebook, you know, it's optimizing ways... To mess with your brain so that you want to do other mindless tasks or things to keep you on that platform. It's kind of one of those things I was talking about. It's a little bit the, the, the shady negatives. But we have to be careful of that when we're using it ourselves. Even if we're just there to do business, we still have to be aware that this is what's going on. Um, you know, you're going to be checking. <laughs> you're going to be there to make a post. And then you're going to get a notification or a message from somebody and it's going to pull you away. It's going to distract you. Um, And then you're going to end up, you know, scrolling on your newsfeed for 15, 20, 30 minutes. And now you've lost all that time that you could have spent being much more productive. Um, So just be aware of that. And and I think a lot of us don't realize how much time we spend on social media, Um, whether for personal or for business use it's, it's not probably very effective time. Most of the time, Um, you have to be like, really, really focused that like, I don't care what notification I get, I don't care if my phone goes off, whatever, I am paying attention to writing this post and getting it published, or I am, you know, scheduling posts. Um, Or I'm, trying to build my audience. So right now, all I'm doing is going through and trying to find other people that might be interested. So maybe I can promote to, or maybe that, uh, you know, I can send them a message or all kinds of different ways that you can grow your audience. Some, I will tell you are <laughs> kind of spammy, and I would steer away from those methods. Um, one thing that I will just make a point out that I don't have I actually have a note here for, um, a lot of the time when you're looking at social media, You'll go to YouTube or you'll try to find a book on, you know, like ways that I can grow my audience. Make sure as best you can, you try to learn from a a influencer who has a larger audience, posts frequently still, and I would probably go ahead and check what sort of interactions are they getting? Because look, I know I don't have the biggest audience in the world. But I could go through and I could write down the top 10 ways to grow your Instagram following. And then, you know, I get um, 120 likes is probably 120, 130 is probably my average. That's not bad for someone who gets none. But compared to some people out there getting hundreds of thousands, I can tell you what I think those people are doing. But I can't tell you how to get those numbers because I'm not getting them myself. And if you go listen to an influencer who seriously gets two likes on posts, well, they don't know how to do Instagram. So why would you go learn from them? Don't listen to every single person who tells you how to grow your audience. Try to validate them. Try to see, you're, you're trying to grade them and verify them. Like, do they know what they're talking about? How do I know that? I go and check, you know, are they getting comments? Are they getting, you know, is there a... Uh, interaction on individual posts comments likes shares depending on the platform you'll you can see some of this um and you'll be able the more time you spend on it and you start analyzing it the better you'll get at being able to verify because i've seen experts and you go and check out their youtube channel and they're trying to teach you how to make videos and they got like a couple dozen subscribers well they're not a video creator that i'm gonna follow i'm gonna go listen to the guy who has a hundred thousand or has fifty thousand because that's still a huge audience but not the guy who has ten he doesn't know anything. He's just trying to get clickbait. He's just trying to get views. So social media, I've been on a very long time. YouTube used to be my job. Um, and I use f- social media now to try to grow my, my personal brands. And it, it's it's a lot of hard work. And you want to kind of go with people and follow people. Cause, and the other thing, you want to try to f- follow people who are sharing new content. Who are sharing up-to-date content. You don't want to follow some guy who's trying to tell you how to grow a Facebook audience and is using the same strategies that were from five years ago. Because honestly, if it's not within six months to a year of when it's been posted, I don't even care what they have to say because it's very likely those methods don't work anymore. Because people used to do all kinds of crazy strategies that were very, very spammy. And it worked because people weren't as onto it. And then strategies have to change because now either the algorithm is against you, YouTube creates a new policy, for example, and just changes the game, or um, people just don't react very well to that method anymore. Because it's kind of like spam calls. Like the reason, well, sometimes the reason spam works—that might be a bad example—just because they keep targeting and trying to find uh, older people to take advantage of, and that's horrible. But that's that's what they do. They're just banking on somebody who, who just doesn't understand and maybe is more ignorant and falls for the the, the ploy. But with social media, I can think of a couple of older strategies that may have worked and I've heard them from other creators. And then when I tried it or when I looked into it to try to see like, you know, okay, would this even work? And they're like, and, and no, that doesn't work anymore. Uh, Instagram changed. Uh, for example, with Instagram, one thing that people used to do you could go and let's say I was like trying to just grow my audience. You go and you like a bunch of people or, or like their post and you try to, or you follow them and you try to get them. Basically I follow you and I'm hoping you follow me back and you could grow your audience really quickly. But then you end up with tens of thousands of followers um, because you follow tens of thousands of people. Well, now I know that if you start bragging about your Instagram account and I go and look at it and you've got, 20,000 followers, but you have 20,000 followed, then that means you followed 20,000 people. And it's likely that the 20,000 or at least a significant portion of them followed you back. So it means your content is probably not reaching super magnet levels. Um, and I'll be honest, I tried doing that because I thought that would work. So if you look on my Revelations uh, Universe Instagram account, I have like pretty much the same number. It's about 1,200, 1,200. And I haven't been able to grow past it. Even though I'll get 120 likes, I'm not getting a lot of new followers. And I think probably because I'm losing some and then I'm gaining others. So it's kind of staying at the same point. And that strategy does not work. So if you hear anybody tell you, go and start following a bunch of people, yeah, you'll get some growth. But you have to do it in a a smarter way. And at the same time, Instagram has now changed it where you can't just unfollow a whole bunch of people. So I can't go into my account right now and just say, okay, I got all these 1200 followers and I'm just gonna unfollow them all, all the ones that I followed. I'm just gonna clean house and drop back down to like the three people that I really wanna follow. You can't do that anymore. Now you can only unfollow a certain number of people for a certain amount of time and that's it. They used to have apps where you could go, not from Instagram, they they were third party. Where you could go and you could just unfollow waves of people automatically. You can't do that anymore. Instagram caught on to that, so that old strategy of a rapid growth of followers doesn't work. To change it, so now, so like I wouldn't tell people I'm an Instagram uh, master, or or even if you looked, and you're like, wow, he's got a thousand followers, and I'm I'm not ashamed of the what I did, but I've learned that it was naive. And how did I learn that? Because I validated it by doing it. And I can tell you guys now, like, it'll work to make a bigger number. But that bigger number does not mean it's more buyers. Does not mean it's more likes. Does not mean it's more comments or sharing of your brand. That number doesn't, at the end of the day, mean anything if it's not quality. It doesn't. It doesn't mean jack. So I would advise when you're out there listening to people try to listen to people who are doing it in the modern way and it isn't doing something that you kind of disagree with so i've lived and learned and at this point i wouldn't do certain strategies anymore um if you notice if you happen to follow (laughs) i doubt it because i have way less followers i created a new instagram account for field of legends because i didn't really want to make i don't want to be posting content for both because both the games are different one is you know revelations is much more military and war focused while field of legends is much more heroic and it's kind of a mix between fantasy and sci-fi but it still focuses on the heroes so it's a different totally different scale it's way different model count it's just a different theme so i didn't really think that my revelations followers would necessarily want to see my field of legends stuff so when i make posts i didn't want to kind of start losing followers because i had i was posting content they weren't interested in so instead i was going to kind of keep them divided Um, we'll see if that strategy pans out. Um, we'll see, but I, I, you'll notice that I have way less followers, but because my field of legends one, I'm not following hundreds and hundreds of people now, or or I haven't, it's way different, uh, count. So what I'm just doing different strategies now to try to grow that. And I only have so much time in the day. I have to divide my time between social media or for writing or for editing or for, Um, following up with artists on the different commissions I have going or figuring out different promotions or product development, rules, testing, stats, testing. I mean, I've got a lot of stuff that I'm doing that you guys may not have at first because I'm very ambitious and I take on a lot of stuff because I'm, I'm excited and I want to try to find something that works. And, you know, I push myself into big projects, um, to try to, to try to get it to go in a bigger way, not just like I want some sales. Like My dream is that this business is my full-time income, that I'm able to employ several other people full-time, that I'm able to have a team of artists and all this stuff lined up. So I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to be a one man operation forever. So I just look at things hopefully in the right light. And I, and, and you, you live and learn, there's things that you, you try and you're like, man, that doesn't work. So now I got to, Switch gears to other things. So it, there's a lot that that goes on. And social media is a big component, but it's, it's a tough component, in my opinion, because sometimes the reward of the effort isn't there or isn't what you thought it would be. So it's not a guarantee at all. If anyone's telling you, look, man, you just need a thousand followers and then you're going to get, you know. Uh, a 2% conversion or a whatever that they try to start throwing, it's nonsense. It doesn't, there's so much more that goes into it. It's not as easy as just saying you need this many followers and you'll get this much per- percent of conversion and you're going to get however much money based on your percent of conversion. It's not like that. If anybody's telling you that, they're full of it. Or what they're teaching you is how to make money by teaching other people how to make money because I promise you if I got into that industry, I'd be banking. Because you'll see so many of these influencers, the reason they're big, and they want to talk all tough, like, oh, I started from the bottom up. But what industry are they in? So many of these guys and gals are in the industry to teach people how to make money. And that industry attracts people like crazy because there's so many people out in the world who need more money. I mean, probably all of us, including myself, we all would like more money because it gives us more freedom, more opportunity, more choices. So those people, you especially, in my opinion, have to be careful of listening to because they have a distorted view. Maybe they're absolutely right based on their experience. But when you're trying to grow a entertainment brand, I've heard that that is the most difficult type of uh, following to grow. And I I agree. It's not a self-help. It's not coaching, it's not mentoring, it's not how to make money from online. It's harder, be, and I don't know if I could tell you 100% why. Um, but I'm bound and determined to make it work. And, and that's, you know, tough at times. But it's part of the game and you have to play it. Alright, moving on. Enough of that. The best platforms that I have experienced so far... Um, our Facebook and Instagram specifically for trying to grow my brand as a miniatures game. I would say YouTube would also be really great. The downside to YouTube is it's going to take a lot more effort. It takes me minutes at times, especially because I've gotten better at kind of knowing how I want to word things or my tags or anything else that I'm using like on Instagram is, uh, I, I just basically need a picture and then some text. And then I, there you go. If I'm doing YouTube, I gotta put together a video. That takes a lot more time. I am a very experienced videographer in the sense of how many years I've been doing it. I wouldn't say I'm I'm brilliant at lighting a camera angle because that those each of those are like super specific skills. Those you have to have a certain eye for that, certain flair, certain equipment, lots of time. Uh, so sometimes when I do make videos, I still try to like kind of move it towards a little bit more low budget because I know that if I spent 3 days of hard grinding on a on a video, yeah, that video may look spectacular, but what is the payoff? Right? So I'm not going to invest tons of time for me to do an update video where I'm just talking. I'm just a talking head because it's just crazy to spend hours trying to hone that in and make that spectacular when it's not going to it's not going to necessarily translate into thousands of dollars in sales. So you kind of weigh the payoff, I do. So that's why I don't really count YouTube because it takes so much more time. So if you have, if you're really good at making videos or you have the time to, YouTube is spectacular, but you also have to have content to show. So at the beginning, you know, you get some concept art made, you can show that and you can make multiple posts, but like on YouTube, how long is someone gonna wanna stare at your picture (laughs) because they wanna see other things? That's why YouTube is probably more for like your phase two or three of rollouts because that way you'll have more content to show, more things to talk about. It's just, you don't really wanna lead with that one in my opinion. So anyway, I would say the close third to Facebook and Instagram would be Discord. Uh, If you don't know, it's basically a group chat with a bunch of different channels you can create. You have your own server. Uh, it's free to use. You can set up a whole bunch of different channels for different like categories. Um, if you've never used Discord, I would recommend just finding a Discord to be a part of and you can kind of just learn really quick of how it works. It's It sounds boring to explain it to somebody, but um, it can be really good to use. Um, in my opinion, Discord is awesome, but it is n- it is not going to yield itself to thousands of people because in order to get on a discord server for example i have to give you a link to it you won't just find it <laughs> more than likely you know uh, you won't just come across it on facebook instagram youtube a bunch of these other social media platforms depending on the keywords i use depending on uh, images or something that you're searching for you might just stumble across me it's so much easier to just be found on those than discord so you're not really going to grow it to tens of thousands of people like you might on a Facebook, but while you have a much smaller audience, if they're engaged and if they're active, you can have a way stronger audience. That's, uh, useful. especially in my opinion of, um, asking questions. Like if you're, you're like, you know, I'm kind of between these two ideas, which ones do you guys kind of think or, um, getting other feedback for images or getting, feedback on something that you're writing. You just it's a much more intimate group. It's a much closer group for you, so you can spend more time developing relationships rather than just kind of making a Facebook post and just blindly just hoping that people like it. Uh you'll get more interaction if people are active and you know, if they're not active then it's a ghost town, but otherwise it's great. And I also like it because I feel that when you're on Discord, um, they're a little bit more paying attention to you. Um, and by that, I mean, when people are on social media, most of the platforms, one of the most obvious downsides is that all of these platforms, or at least most of them, they bring with them all the distractions for your viewer, your part of, whoever's part of your audience. so. For example, back when forums were a really big deal, you went to one website and your focus was on that one website, right? For those of us who were on the internet at that time, I mean, that's what you, like you went there to talk about whatever and it was its own community, but it was a lot closer of a community than what I see on like Facebook. Like I'm in a bunch of Facebook groups and I will see some people over and over and over, but by and large, I see all kinds of people I've never seen before. But if I went to a forums, I start to recognize names and profile pictures. And I start knowing, you know, all kinds of different things about these people because I'm interacting with that audience and I'm there for that audience or for you know whatever uh, brand I'm there for. So like if I go, I used to be really active in MechWarrior and Battletech. So it was a great place to go. And I was there to talk about MechWarrior. I was there to talk about Battletech. Yeah, they had the off topic discussions and they had, you know, all kinds of different other discussions and and other uh, places that you could have different conversations. But I mean, I was there for that community. When you're on Facebook, you're on Instagram, you're on YouTube, you're getting notifications from all of everything that that person is part of. Like that person is getting all those notifications so they could be getting notifications and other updates from maybe dozens, hundreds, or thousands of other creators, groups, family, friends, and all kinds of other stuff. All of those things are pulling on your viewers' attention, meaning you get far, far less of it. Far less. People's attention spans now are garbage. Absolutely garbage on social media. One of the biggest negatives of social media has been that people now, I can't, I can't quote to you what the last time I heard it, but it was like most people's attention span is several seconds. Several seconds. You have several seconds for someone to look at your post and somehow engage with it. And if they're just scrolling through their newsfeed. They're seeing you, they're seeing their mom, they're seeing their best friend, they're seeing updates from the news, they're seeing all this kind of stuff. And then here you are in the middle of all of this trying to promote a new product. Here you are trying to talk about, man, I got this new model coming out, I just wanna show you guys, I'm just so excited about it. And you're in the middle of all this other drama and all these other posts and all this other content that's not related to you. So all that stuff is pulling their attention away from you. I have people <sighs> oh. I have tried so many different strategies on social media to get interaction because I want to know what my audience wants. I have spent a lot of time trying to ask my audience what product would you like to see and try to figure out different ways to ask that not maybe not so bluntly like you know I'm thinking about writing a book or making this other product which one would interest you more. And then I'll so I'll straight up ask questions. Straight up. The whole post is about a question. I may or may not post a a picture because I think I've even tried just posting text. I have numerous people who will just like the post. They will not comment. They will not interact other than hitting like those people. And I don't know 100%, but I would venture to guess those people are part of that group, unfortunately, that have a very low attention span. And they're just they're just scrolling through. And they'll like like every single one of my posts, but they don't interact with it. And it drives me up the wall because I'm asking questions to get feedback. And that means you looked at my post and then you just hit like and you kept scrolling. So I didn't get anything out of that because that like doesn't do anything for me. Yeah, it may help a little tiny bit with the algorithm, but who cares? Like that's not enough. I need feedback, right? That's why I'm asking that question. And, and I'm, I'm pretty positive it's, if you go down social media, you'll be doing the same kind of thing. And you'll run into the same frustrations. So we have to recognize that when people are on all these platforms that they're being distracted by all that stuff. I find Discord is a little bit better because people are just used to kind of being in the middle of a conversation rather than just consuming. With Instagram and Facebook, uh, YouTube, they're consuming that content, meaning they aren't necessarily there to interact. They're there to just gobble it up. Whether it's pictures, it's video clips, it's audio clips, whatever, they're there to just consume. And then a portion of that audience will actually interact with the creator. Positive or negatively, they'll still interact in some way. Most people won't. Most won't. They're just trained at this point to just consume. There's nothing necessarily wrong with lurking in in a community but a a social media community (laughs) but that's just what a lot of people do i'm guilty of it in certain other groups i'm in certain groups only because i want to see posts or other like i'm in several uh 3d printing groups and i i'm sometimes i'll ask a question but by and large i'm there to wait when someone else has a problem and then i can learn from it how to fix it um because maybe i it's not a problem i've run into yet there's been one or two times that I've run into a problem, and I'm like, I know exactly what's wrong. I know what to do because I saw someone else have this conversation. So that's helpful for me. But most of the time I'm gonna lurk. If I see somebody with a a question or a concern or a problem that I actually feel adequately able to help them with, I'll jump right in. Because some of these people, they know they've done all these tests on different resins and they've done all these other, you know, all these different tests, and they've got a whole bunch of different machines. They have a more robust um, experience level. So I kind of just let the, the, those people who seem like more expert than I to get involved. I have a lot of experience 3d printing, but limited in the sense that I have only owned three different types of printers, not counting the Mars that I got in return before I even put resin in it. So I've only had three. So when people ask a whole bunch of different questions, I, I, you know, I, I, I don't want to add confusion to the conversation, so I do what I can to help, but I don't just put my foot in my mouth because I can, cause I have a keyboard, right? Okay, so if you're going to use social media, I would wait until you have some good content to share. You won't have much at first, when you first get started, um, but you'll want to build a following way before you launch a Kickstarter or even a full launch. Why? Well, because you need to be, you need people to be interested in you before you can even win them over and convince them to buy. And people, some people are going to have to see your content 12 times before they get super interested. Maybe more. It kind of just depends on the content and if they're in the right place in their life where they just kind of like, ooh, that looks nice. I want that. Or they kind of have to be won over more slowly. They have to keep seeing the, the the brand over and over and over and over and over. And and that's just how people are. Um, it depends if they're an early adopter. So they're willing to jump into a product that's still relatively untested or, you know, they're one of those people who wait until it's several years of development and release. And they're like, OK, they're not going to go out of business right away. I now feel good enough to get into this game. So you're just going to have different types of people who have different types of economic choices or uh, different funding at the moment that are willing to, to spend money, but you want to build your audience before you start saying, okay, we're releasing, okay, we're launching our Kickstarter because you need people, you need an audience before you can advertise. So you need to kind of build that up with free content where you're just promoting, you're more promoting through time. You're showing people because I mean, every time people have to know when they're in my revelations groups, and I show a picture of a model. Yes, I'm proud of that model. Yes, I'm excited about it because I play my own game, right? But at the same time, that is a promotion post. I am trying to get them interested in hopes that they'll buy something. Even if it's not that model, they'll go to my store and they'll be like, wow, look at this catalog. There's there's dozens of models. I want to buy something, right? So I am making those posts to try to get that excitement to get them involved. That's the same reason why big companies do you know, movie trailers, they do game trailers, they do catalog, uh, you know, sheets where, where they, they, they got their own preview for a new product coming out or everything else. They get a reviewer to, to make a video about their stuff. It's to put it in front of people. Who, so hopefully they'll buy um, and it takes time. It's not easy. And anybody's telling you it's easy. Walk away like they're lying to you. It's not easy. It is time consuming. You may end up having an easier time than other creators, but it is some, it is work. It's not going to be something like I made one post and I made a million dollars. Yay. Me, I didn't do anything else. It's not, that's not going to happen. That's not, (laughs) that's not going to happen. Um, when you do launch, try and create some sort of plan so that you'll feel a type of plan that you're going to feel good about because committing to this is going to be time. Time Time-consuming. (laughs) <laughs> uh, this is harder than you'd think to do to, to commit to and stick to it is harder, especially because at first you're going to get very few interactions. So if you're the type of person who needs to have kind of instant gratification or instant results, I'm a little bit in that category, being honest. Um, you're going to have to realize, okay, you got two likes. <laughs> That's probably really great. Cause you have three followers, um, as that number grows, you'll get more interaction, uh, hopefully. <laughs> but you can't always focus on that because depending on how where you are positioned with the algorithm, you know how much interaction have you got. They wanna they want people being shown who fit what they want. So they want people getting comments, getting likes, getting interaction. So you, if your posts are like dead, they don't really want to show your posts because you're not getting any interaction. They need people to stay on their platform because they make money, a lot of these, through their advertisers. Well, their advertisers are only happy if they're getting views. Well, how are they getting views? People are on the platform using it. So if you can keep people on the platform and they're gonna be interacting and they're gonna keep coming back to this conversation that's going on, these social media platforms want to display you. Discord is different because there's no advertisements. You're just there. So that's why I kind of put it off on its own on the side because, it, yeah, I would classify it as social media because you don't own the server. You don't own, uh, you know, your own content there per se. Um, like they could just delete your server and that's just the end of it or not. But I'm, you still don't control it. So that's why I say like it, it's it's social media, but it's not. Anyway, um, when you first get going... Um, I would invite relevant people you feel would be sort of interested, whether that's friends and family, other gamers, people that you know, uh, cause you want to try to get like a little bit of growth in the beginning. It's going to still be slow. So even if you got 20, 30, 50 people, um, they're n- not all of them are probably going to be buyers. I would recommend, uh, recommend, I know this is hard at first because you get excited, you get that initial jolt of excitement and, and, uh. Adrenaline, a little bit of like, oh man, I'm getting, I'm growing my audience. Try to only invite people you think would actually be interested. If you have um, a Facebook page and you have 700 people in it that like it, but then nobody likes your content, that's not going to look good for the algorithm. It's not going to help you at all. So you don't want to just spam all your friends and family. That was another thing that I did in the beginning. I just, invited people because I didn't understand how that would work. I didn't know that it actually hurts you (laughs) to not get interaction when you have a big following or bigger following. So it's better to have a smaller audience. I where we are right now, I believe that it is better to have a smaller audience that's interactive than a large audience with like a tiny little percent of interactive. That's just the way it is. It goes against what you would think. You would think bigger number means better. But I've seen accounts where the person has a million followers, million likes, million subscribers, whichever, depending on the platform, and they get like three comments. How abysmal is their percent? You know, you've got 10 people and nine of them are hyperactive and and hyper involved. So you've got a 90% interactive. Yes, it's a much smaller number, but they've got a million and they get like four likes. (laughs) That's terrible. That's awful. So just because someone has a bigger number doesn't really mean they're actually making any more money. It doesn't mean they're having better uh, follow through or conversion. That absolutely does not matter. Does not mean that. Um, You will need to learn what works through trial and error. And then you're going to need to adapt when those strategies no longer work. The algorithm will change. It'll, it'll, certain things will work better than what they used to. New things will work that didn't. Then you'll start doing those new things and they're like, you know what? We didn't like that at all anyway and we're just going to change it. It's part of the game. The algorithms change. What works changes. I hate it. I really do hate it because it, it makes it difficult as a business owner to find a strategy that works and double down on it and try to improve. So instead because I don't have 8 hours a day to spend on social media. So I'm never going to be a hyper 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 active expert cuz I just don't have the time for it. I have to create content. I have to work a rec- a day job, you know? I have to do with clients and stuff so that I have money to invest in my game or to get uh, concept art or models made or uh food you know and stuff so I like I have to live. I have to do those other things. So it's not always gonna be like you have a bunch of time for it. Like a lot, a lot a lot of time. Um, so you're gonna have to do the best you can to adapt when changes happen. Um, and and just kind of move forward. It's not always easy, but that's what you gotta do. Um, now for me, while I have a larger audience on Instagram Facebook is actually where I make most of my money as far as social media goes. I would argue that Discord does well too, but everyone there probably is following me on one of the other two first. So it doesn't really count the same, because like I've been saying, Discord's a little bit in a different category in my view. Now, how do I know Facebook is where more money comes from? Because of the analytics on my Shopify storefront. I can see a little bit of where people come from. Um, It's not super detailed at the level that I have, but I can still see Facebook is where a decent amount of the sales ends up coming from. So I know that while I get smaller interaction on Facebook, Facebook actually gets more money. So I still do both, especially because Instagram and Facebook are owned by the same company. They're both owned by Facebook now. So you can have it set up to where your Instagram post will post automatically to Facebook. So it's like, well, why not do it? Um, But even though I'm getting... (laughs) <laughs> Sometimes a hundred times more likes. Um, it's not the same. It's just it just doesn't convert the same. Um, now, at this point, take a drink of water. I want to switch gears here and cover some topics that you're probably not going to hear maybe from other creators. Social media is not your ally. It's not your friend. In my honest opinion, it's a serpent waiting to betray you. I will make a stern warning to you. Like seriously, you need to listen to me if you're going to be a creator and you're not already promoting a brand You need to choose right now, or at least when you're near launching your social strategy, whatever that's going to be, what platforms you're going to use and everything. If you're going to discuss any, and I do mean any current topics, whatever you're hearing on social media, whatever you're hearing on the news, whatever you're hearing, wherever, whatever the hot button topic is or topics, you need to make a decision on, am I going to talk about these things? even on your personal pages or personal accounts. Um, I have no issue in telling you right now that my political values, a lot of my views are in the, cons- in the conservative spectrum. I do vote Republican, but that's because they often are in my eyes Ever so slightly, ever so slightly, better than what else I see on the horizon for politics. There is so much I, I cannot emphasize, so much that I disagree with them on. Um, frankly, they the Republicans in the United States are like the ones in political positions are incredibly spineless on. So many things. But I try very, very hard to not post anything political on my content. I try really hard not to discuss it on my Facebook page. Um, I try really hard not to even comment about it because it's hard. Uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm very aware of what's going on. I have my own views on things, different research that I've done. I'm not an expert on every single, like, you know, there would be certain political topics that have come up that I've chosen not to get as aware in because I knew it was going to, it was just something that either made me angry. It made me, um, defensive, which can end up being, you're, you're just too passionate. So now you're not seeing clearly, you're not thinking clearly, or the, I just was in the middle of my, my, you know, my wife was pregnant with our third child. I'm trying to run basically effectively multiple entrepreneurial efforts at the same time, trying to be careful of my own mental health. You just can't, the, the we know that the news outlets try to anger us with clickbait. They they don't how often do you hear good stories? Well, why don't you hear good stories? Because that doesn't get clicks. That doesn't get views. You know what does? Making you angry at the other political side. That's what makes you angry. That's what gets you involved. It doesn't matter if you watch Fox News or or listen to CNN. Both of them try to make you angry at the other side so and you're just like, "Oh, I can't stand them. We, we are so Spun up right now that we we just attack each other, especially online. Like we wouldn't really do that a lot of the time to people and right in front of us, but we will online because we don't see them. Like it's just a human thing. There's a guy right in front of me. I'm probably not gonna super insult him because he may punch me in the face. <laughs> but when I'm at a keyboard, oh, I can say whatever I want because I'm not gonna get punched in the face right now. Maybe never. He may never see me. He may live in some other faraway state on the other side of the country or another part of the world. I'm never going to meet him. I can say whatever I want. I can be as mean and as full of poison as I can in my words. And what's he going to do? <laughs> Leave me an angry face? Right? I know when I grew up, I grew up in a time when, by and large, you were thought to stay in your lane. If you were a sports player, you play sports. That's what you do. If you're an actor, you act. If you're an entertainer, you entertain. And somewhere along the way, this has transitioned into a point where if you have a large following, that now you have an obligation to stand up for social issues and let your voice be heard. Not because you are an expert on that topic, as many of them are not. Many of them are not. But because you're saying the right thing. And now we are watching things devolve to a point where you can lose your entire livelihood, your entire business, for having wrong posts. Posts. Words. Digital words. And I'm not talking about the people who incite violence or who plan to do horrible things to other people. I'm watching active events where people are losing their job, losing their business, losing their following, losing their career because of posts that are not inciting violence, that are asking questions, or are maybe insensitive at times, maybe a little off in in the wording and they're wrong at times, right? Just flat out wrong. But they're losing everything because they made a Twitter post? Really? Really? You work for years and you could lose it all because you shared a post or because you said something stupid? (laughs) Not that you threatened somebody, not that you did something violent. Not that you doxed somebody and, and someone got killed. Because you said something that was insensitive or mean. What? I'm watching the world, especially in the U.S., because that's what I'm going to be much more inclined to pay attention to. But I'm, I try to stay aware of what else is going on out there. Um... I'm just watching the world berate people for not for for having differing opinions. I remember a time when the phrase sticks and stones meant something. You didn't have to worry about what people said. Yes, people can can be incredibly ignorant and incredibly cruel with words, but at the end of the day, you could you could resist and prevent m- much of it from hurting you because you could just be like that guy's an idiot. And yes, it's hard. When people consistently berate you and they consistently verbally attack you, yes, there is such a thing as psychological damage because you've just constantly been sur- surrounded by mean and I mean, when I say mean, I don't just mean like, ha, you're fat. I mean like they attack you and it cuts deep. I've experienced it myself. I'll tell you as, as a very, uh, try to be a leader in my business. I try to be a leader, uh, in, in in other jobs that I've had and and try to be strong words do hurt, but I still get to decide by and large how much I'm going to allow it to affect me. And that doesn't mean just because I, it made me sad or, or it hurt my feelings that I'm going to let it throw me off base permanently. No, part of being an adult is being able to be hit by words, be upset, process that emotion, all that goes with it, and push forward. But now it seems that that's not enough anymore. That if you say something out of line, you could lose everything. And you don't have to agree with me. You don't. And I know that. Maybe a lot of people listening to this won't agree with me. But I'm watching it happen with my own eyes. And sometimes it's happening, you know, rightfully so. Maybe. But then other times I'm seeing things happen where it's, <laughs> it's not justified. We used to live in a time where if someone said something really mean and stupid, you're just like, well, I'm not going to do business with you anymore. And just walk away when there was an incident that not so long ago where i (laughs) i'm not gonna get into the whole thing because it's kind of long and kind of stupid i had a a business owner for a a local game store that i was part of and he got upset we tried to work it out for the most part in the moment and in my opinion, he overreacted badly, um, tried to let it go. It ended up getting taken more. Uh, it it took a a worse turn. Um, and I just decided I didn't want to put up with it. I felt I was being disrespected. So I walked away in, in the sense that I, I just, I didn't do business there anymore. I forgave him, I believe as a, as a Christian, part of what we're supposed to do is forgive people and move on. And And I struggled with, should I, you know, other things. But I at the same time, too, I recognized that I didn't need to be disrespected and just take it. I could stand up for myself kindly and politely and just move on. I didn't have to make a big deal out of it. I didn't have to make it all about me. I didn't have to lash out and be angry and drop F-bombs and do whatever else I could in the moment of, of anger and passion and emotion. I could just be an adult and walk away. And I did. And I don't know why more people can't do that. I don't know why we're watching Things on social media get so bad. What's worse is that some of this is happening from people that aren't part of their audience. They're not their fan base. They're not any they're not connected to them. They're just something that they some post that they saw and they just lost their mind and just attacked them over something that they don't even care about. <laughs> they don't even really not maybe they don't care about the topic, but they're not a consumer. So if I had a whole bunch of people say to me Rick, we don't like this topic in one of your novels. Don't don't bring it up anymore. We're we're you know, this is wrong and just start attacking me. And then if I start to find out that they're not even people who've read my book, why in the world would I weigh what they have to say with any sort of weight when I could ask my audience to say, "Hey, does this actually bother you guys?" And if a bunch of people said, no, this doesn't bother us at all. We like it or we don't disagree with it. Or we thought it was a creative way. You spun this. I want to listen to the people buying my stuff, not the people who just get angry. Right. And you're, you may run into the reason I'm saying this is not just to vent because I'm have my own frustration. It's because I'm, it's, it's really, it's like walking through a landmine right now as a creator. And we don't really have anybody telling us how to navigate it. It's really hard. It's really difficult right now because you're, if you're paying attention, you're probably concerned about saying the wrong thing. And what's the right thing now may not be the, the, the right thing tomorrow. We don't know because some of this stuff is, is coming out of left field. Some of it is, is absolutely right. It is something that people should be upset about. But sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's not as big of a deal as what they're making. And we don't know what's going to inflame a conversation tomorrow. We, we don't. I have stayed silent on many issues because I felt that as a game creator, as an author that I should not use my platform to sway others. Not because I agreed or disagreed at times, but because quite honestly, I'm the type of person who asks questions. I don't take much at face value anymore. I wanna know the motive behind a movement. I wanna know what the leaders are after because I know That not everyone with a microphone or with a camera is telling the truth. Whether they're a politician, they're an activist, they're a celebrity, whatever, not all are honest and just people. Some are liars, they're deceivers, looking to grow their wealth, their power, their connections, whatever, but they don't actually believe what they're saying. Some of them don't believe it at all. They're just saying what they think is the right thing so that they can increase their bank account or the job offers that they get. So you, you need to do what you feel is right. But I know that if I were to take a conservative stance on some of these topics, or at least my own personal stance because i don't i don't i'm not a red versus blue person i'm not um i know that people like to put people in boxes because it's easier for us to understand and people say oh you're a democrat you probably have these values oh you're a republican you probably have these political views some of those could be right on the money and others could be way off base. But it's much easier for people to just do a stereotype and just say, "Okay, you vote Republican, this is where I'm going to put you in my mind. Good or bad, it depends on the person." Most people don't want to take the time to get to know you and say, "Okay, they vote Democrat, but you know, they're they're still a person. They still are I can still have a lot of fun hanging out with them." They're just like, "Oh, Democrat must be a bad guy. Put him in the You know, the part of my brain where I'm like, every time I see them, I just want to scowl at them or just flip them off or do something else aggressive. And, And that shouldn't be how it is. But I know that if I were to talk about what I feel on some of these topics and share my view, that I would lose a significant portion of my following. Why? Because it seems to me through my years of involvement in different communities, gaming communities, that many war gamers, at least a very significant portion, are in fact left-leaning. That's not a bad thing. It's just what I have viewed, what I've seen. I know that my words will get used against me by certain people. It has not happened yet but I know the, the, at least the, the, the risk is there. Some of these people, again, may not even be part of my audience that may try that, but is it worth it to me to be the part of a witch hunt? I don't, I'm not a big company. I don't have money for a team of lawyers that if Facebook were to take down my account that I could go and have a a lawyer, you know, be able to justify no Rick or revelations or white light media, whatever the, the case would be, did not violate, you need to get their account back up. I don't have that. Like, so if I, if, if, if I got hit by people out there just trying to just take me down and just make things up, fabricate things I haven't said, and Facebook somehow finds out and says, okay, we're banning this account. That's it. And people can say, Rick, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. I disagree. I, I, I disagree. I think there should be a lot more freedom of speech. I think people should be allowed to be idiots. And I know... There's the risk of fake news. And I've 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 recently actively witnessed fake news in progress. Up until a few weeks ago, I I had heard the term plenty of times. I understood the concept. I knew people were saying it's everywhere, but it's also based on your opinion. So if you're a, a staunch Democrat and you hear certain things from Republicans, you're like fake news. And I've seen it happen on the other side too, where Republicans are just like, nope, absolutely didn't happen, whatever. And, and it's, it's not true. I watched, I watched people recently just lie straight up, make stuff up that didn't happen because they were making predictions or things that were going to happen in the next couple of hours or the next day. And I'm, I, I, up until then I just didn't get involved or at least I never had found an account that I could follow to see it happen in real time. I could see people make posts or they would make a video or whatever's kind of, you know, exposing this particular content creator and say, look, man, it's fake news and everything they're doing is fake or whatever. They're making things up. I never had seen it kind of happening live myself. And I've recently seen it and it's awful. It really is bad. And I have no problem saying that the, the, the group, the, I guess we'll just say group that I was following, not because I believed it, but because I, I, I had been exposed to it. And I was like, oh, this might actually be something. Let me watch. And I was like, I'm watching it over a couple of days. I'm like, this guy is straight up lying to people, but they were Republicans. They were conservatives. And I'm like, you guys, this guy is poison. This guy is purposefully misleading people. And people were just eating it up. Some people were questioning it. There were people questioning it. But there were other people just gobbling it up. Why? Because it was saying what they wanted to believe was going to happen. And it was wrong. It clearly didn't happen. That guy was clearly a liar. He should be shamed out of you know social media. And he shouldn't make posts anymore. Because he demonstrated he cannot be trusted. So, I have no issue calling out whichever side is doing something wrong. Because wrong is wrong regardless of political affiliation. All in all, this is why I would strongly, strongly urge you to stay away from, especially Twitter. I don't see anything good at come out of Twitter. Twitter is, is a bad place. Um, you could grow an audience there. You could grow a following. You might make a lot of money. I would, I, I just tell you to stay away from Twitter. <laughs> I just, it's a, it's not a good place. People are just mean there. They're mean on Facebook. They are. They're, they're mean and stupid on Facebook, on YouTube. I see some really, uh, some of the stuff I've seen. It, 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 it's, it's, <laughs> it's just ignorant. But Twitter just seems to be this place where people go to be angry. To be mean to people. To look for problems. To look for things to complain about and attack people. I don't know what it is there. It has not built a good atmosphere at all. And it is far more trouble, I think, than it's worth. Um, I had originally decided not to get involved with Twitter. Because I don't even use it. Um, I decided not to get involved with Twitter. As a kind of side note back to more of the educational side of things um, to, to stay away from Twitter because I was looking for payoff in the sense of I'm put, I only have so much time to put into my social media. I need something to come back from that, right? Whether that's a bigger audience sales eventually, because for a long time I wasn't even able to get any sales because I was just promoting and growing the brand, but with YouTube, your content will be easily searchable forever. So a video that's like a playthrough, of how to play the game. Once you have your updated rules and maybe, you know, you may do updates later. But I mean, by and large, that video may still be relevant for years. F- Facebook posts are relevant for less, much less time, but they're still relevant for a couple of days. Twitter, they're relevant for maybe a few minutes. Because you're on to the next thing. So it's not intended to be used for long-term use of any one post. Yes, you could end up with a viral post, but then that may give you just a day or a couple days. But then that's it. By and large, people aren't searching up Twitter posts in order to find good content. They might be doing that just because they're digging up you know, dirty laundry on somebody or looking for a way to attack them, but they're not using it to... Um, to find new products or something new that you're working on or updates on your projects. YouTube and Facebook are going to have a much larger payoff. Discord, Discord, because of the nature of it being more like a chat, it's it's not the same payoff either. I'm trying to learn better ways about being able to kind of remind people of things. Should I remind people of things? Should I kind of use some of the same strategies? Like on Facebook and Instagram, I may make a post... And I may share a picture or post a picture a couple times over a couple of months. The same picture. On YouTube, I wouldn't repost a video five times, but I would post a picture five times over, you know, spread it out. So it's not like constantly the same thing, but I might use the same picture multiple times because it might be an illustration, a concept art, a book cover, um, some other promotional image that's just really, really good but I wouldn't do that on YouTube because I've already got it up once. Twitter just is not for me. Um, I'm, I just, I don't click with it and I've always stayed away from it for the most part. So I I would just, if I were you, I don't really hear about any (laughs) game creators that, that make it there. Uh, it's usually just somehow devolves into politics or all kinds of other, uh, conversations. To drive home my other point as we try to wrap up this podcast, I would really recommend that you think long and hard. And I I do mean long if you can't help it. When you're passionate about a certain topic, hot button topic, politics, economics, I don't care. Even if you're going to post this on your personal account, make sure I mean make sure it's something that you are going to agree with, more than likely, agree with way into the future. Because you can never truly delete your post. It's out there somewhere. So if you think, oh, I'm going to talk about pick political leader. That may come back to bite you. Things change while right now it seems that a certain political party is, has a lot of control. It won't always be that way. It'll swing the other way. And we kind of just need to be aware of that while it seems good right now to agree with certain social movements, it may not always be. We could end up in a time, maybe in the not-so-far future, where it's flipped. Where you were for, we'll just say, social movement X, and because you were for it, now, in the future, meaning, now, you're going to be attacked, or you know, verbally, or or whatever, not necessarily physical attack, but you're going to be... Um, targeted because of the stance that you had then. And I think things have gotten to the point where so many conversations, so many movements, they come and go so fast that I would say that some of them are fall into the category of being a trend and they're trendy right now. They're virtuous right now, but will they be long-term? And that doesn't mean that the, that doesn't mean what the, the, the movement stands for isn't right, but the way it goes about promoting itself, trying to grow, trying to convert others, their tactics may be wrong and they may end up finding themselves on the opposite side of acceptance. So what I'm suggesting as a creator to another creator, think about things before you post them. You do not know who will see it. You do not know how they'll use it. You do not know how they may twist it. And there's no way to eventually prevent twisting. Because I could say the sky is blue and someone could figure out a way to to warp that and say... I said the sky is red, or I implied that the sky is red. I didn't. I said the sky is blue. <laughs> I stated a fact. But sometimes that doesn't matter. People figure out ways to, to misquote you, or to sometimes they'll purposely say something that's untrue. Knowing they're lying, but because they're the first one to say something, people think they're right despite the evidence. So at the end of the day, you need to try to be as smart as you can about making sure you don't position yourself poorly to be misquoted or to, to to have things twisted. But at the end of the day, you can't prevent it fully other than just don't be on social media. Then, you know, then it's a little bit easier, but that's getting harder and harder. So just, Think about what you're going to say before you say it. Make sure it's something that you're going to agree with. If you're going to make posts, whether as a business or even personally, about certain social or political or whatever types of other movements, I would argue make sure you've done your research. Don't say something because you see everyone else saying something. Don't jump on a bandwagon. Make sure you believe what it is that you're saying. Don't just do it out of gut reaction or because you saw one news clip or you saw one Facebook video. Make sure it's something you actually believe in because not all these movements on both sides are genuine. They're, they're not. They're, they're power control. They're, they're looking for a way to distract people from some other conversation they don't want you to have. Or, or, you know, they don't want you to look in. So we're oh, look over here. Look at this thing. Look at is Isn't this bad? This is bad. This is bad. You should dislike those other people. You should hate those other people on the other side because they have bad, evil values. Most of the time, if you were to sit down with somebody who even completely disagrees with you politically, you should still be able to be civil with them. You should still be able to go get lunch with them. You should still, in our case, be able to play a game with them. And have a good time. And maybe even develop a friendship. Even though you both know we do not see eye to eye politically. Do not let your business become just another echo chamber of whatever politics. There is a consequence to that. I believe there's also, I acknowledge, I fully acknowledge, there's a consequence to not saying something. I know that there are certain... Topics that have come up that I agree with, but I was unsure of how to get involved if I should. I had seen other companies speak up and say things, and I'm thinking at the end of the day, who cares what you think? You're not actively making a difference. You're not actively making a change. Just because you made a Facebook post stating that you agree with this movement, what will that do for that movement? Has that converted anybody? has that made it better for the people that are suffering because you made a Facebook post? (laughs) No, it hasn't done anything. All it's done is virtue signal. That's it. And sometimes that can be important because people seeing people standing up for something can create a movement that is positive. So I don't want to, I don't want to seem like I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth But at the same time, I don't think just because you're a sports player that you should say anything about politics. Why? Because just because you can throw or you can catch a ball, that doesn't mean you actually know about that political conversation. That doesn't mean they've done any research. That doesn't mean that they've experienced it themselves or have witnessed it themselves or whatever the conversation is they're just talking and and they're just getting clapped from a bunch of people who are saying, "Yeah, I agree, I agree, I agree." But that hasn't bettered anybody's life. That hasn't made a difference. Sometimes it does. Sometimes and and we don't ever know maybe necessarily which moment will make a change. I I just don't think, despite the atmosphere we find ourselves in now, I don't think everyone should be a political activist. I don't. I think the people who have educated themselves on a topic should be the ones first to speak. That a lot of us would do a lot better, would make the world a better place If we just listened first, if we spent the time to educate ourselves first, but instead so many people want to be seen in a positive light that they're willing to say things or do things that they may not even agree with or have, they've never, never thought about that conversation or that topic, but they're going to make posts about it. Understanding, though, as a creator, as a business owner, you could lose part of your audience because you said something that you might not even agree with. I will say that I will not discuss things just because I feel that there is fear that someone will say, hey, Rick has never spoke out about this topic We need to hear what he thinks. Where do you fall on this? I will not participate in that sort of bullying and that sort of pushing into a corner. Because I don't think that that doesn't that doesn't do anything positive for anybody. Putting a a social media gun to your head saying if you don't tell us your view on this topic, then you must be against it. You must agree with those bad people. You must be one of those bad people. Or maybe I just am not educated enough to say something. Or maybe... Maybe I just... I I have 10,000 other things going on and I can't get involved in it. Not because maybe I don't even want to, because we cannot possibly... Get involved in every single topic out there. We can't be experts on everything. That's why I think we should stop and try to listen to the people who are who have spent time researching things. I mean, like, would you want to listen to a doctor first or a person who said they saw something on Facebook first? Right? That's an easy comparison. Do I want to get medical advice from the doctor, the person who spent time and money researching and learning and growing their skill, or a person who saw a Facebook post about some new weight loss pill. <laughs> who am I going to want to listen to on weight loss? The, 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 the medical expert or the person who's a fitness instructor. And then if I find out their opinions wrong, that's one thing, but at least I'm taking the time to listen to the person who knows what they're talking about and not the person who's just passionately like, no, man, I saw a YouTube video. I saw it and I, I believe in this weight loss pill. Well, did you verify their content? Did you verify that they weren't doing a paid review? (laughs) Right? Or they're just not out outright lying to you about it. But it takes time to validate things. It takes time to research things. And that's why I think we shouldn't all just jump on a bandwagon and talk about things that we don't know about yet. And we could end up finding out by doing research, maybe it flips our opinion on something. Maybe we were like, no, I'm really against this or I'm really for whatever it is. And then you do some research and you're like, you know, it might not be quite like what they're saying it is. Maybe it's a little bit not as bad or maybe it's worse than what they're saying. Maybe this is something we really do need to get involved in. It's something to think about. It's just, it upsets me. In a way that I feel I can't really share my opinions on a personal level, like on my personal account. Nothing to do with white light media. Just what does Rick Graham think? I, it, it bothers me that I feel like I have to be super, 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 super careful of what I say because I have no idea how it's going to be used against me. Because I'm watching people get just everything taken away from them. Obviously not their life, obviously not their house. But when you take away someone's way to make money, you are effectively potentially taking away their house. And I see some of these people doing it and they're twisting what these people are saying. They're misrepresenting it. Sometimes they're right. And that, you know, it, I'm, I'm just watching a lot of hypocrisy a lot of hypocrisy and and it, it upsets me. So just consider things, guys, watch yourself. Um, I know that by bringing this sort of topic up, it's not really popular. It's not really fun, but it's a part of business right now that we, that we need to be aware of. And we just need to be aware of certain things and, and just adjust our plans accordingly. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty open person. If I, if I'm, you know, one-on-one with someone and they say, you know, Eric, hey what do you think of this? I'm usually pretty open to, to share my opinion, but online I'm really careful because I just don't know, you know, while today I'm trying to grow my own business, right? So I'm trying to be self-employed full time. So my clients or my customers are how I would get my income. But I don't know if in the future, I may get to a point where I'm like, you know what? Game making is just so hard. It's just, it's just not worth the time to me. And I just lose interest or I just, I stop enjoying it. And I'm just like, you know what? I just want a regular job. I just want to just be able to just have a nine to five, not have to worry about stuff. Like I just go there, I do my job, I do the best I can. And then I'm out, right? I clock out. I don't have to think about it till Monday again. I don't know how certain things that I may post, things that I may be passionate about right now, I don't know how those things are going to bite me. There are people losing their job for posts that they made, personal posts or posts that they made in the past or stupid pictures they take. It's happening. It's going to only get worse. It's not going to get better in the sense of if you're going to do something stupid or you're going to say something kind of ignorant, you don't record it online. Because it's permanent, and these pe- people are losing their jobs for for idiotic things they do or say on Facebook or on Twitter or wherever. And it just it's something to consider. What I may be super passionate about today, or against, or whatever. I don't. As I grow as a person, and I experience more things, and I see more things, and I talk to more people, my views can change. So. It's kind of like getting a, <laughs> you see, sometimes those people get really stupid tattoos. You're like, why in the world would you get that as a tattoo? Right. And then in a couple of years, they're like, yeah, man, I really shouldn't have got that tattoo. Cause like, it's kind of stupid, <laughs> but in the moment they were super energized about it. They're super excited. And then they can't easily undo it. You know, like it's there. Yeah there's laser removal but still like they got to pay for that but social media posts are forever so you're not going to be able to undo it like that Yeah You know one of the things that I had thought about I haven't told anybody online I had thought about doing a separate podcast um for things that are more serious and I've struggled with it because I've been just kind of like I said earlier I valued the time where people who spoke up were people who were educated that doesn't but by and large actors did acting you know they weren't activists Uh, at least not all of them there may have been some but not all sports players played sports entertainers were entertainers, you know, so <laughs> they entertained. So I struggle with a bit of like, okay, what do I want to be known for? If I want to be known as a game creator and an author of sci-fi, you know, and I, that's what I want to be. Do I, do I want to get involved in anything else? Do I want to be known for anything else? Do I want to risk what I'm trying to build for something else, social commentary, if you will. And I've kind of avoided it because I wasn't sure of how it would play out. Um, I've tried really hard in this podcast and this episode to try to stay the middle of the road as much as I can and not still get into any one particular topic because that's not what it's about. What it's about is kind of warning you or seeing or going over things that I see so that you can at least make an educated decision and, and, move forward with a little bit better security, um, and awareness than, than not, because I don't see any content creators really talking about this. I don't. What you see instead is people making sure they, Oh my gosh, they change their profile picture and they're, they're with that other group. They are solidarity unity. They're for it. And they could care freaking less they're just doing it for money. They're just doing it for posturing so that that audience says, "Looks at them and says, oh, they support me. I'm going to do business with them." But what does that mean? They change a profile picture. <laughs> that doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean anything. Now, it may they may be absolutely on board with whatever that movement is or whatever that uh view or lifestyle and that's that's their business that's fine they can do that but just because you see a profile picture or a banner or they change their website doesn't mean they actually take action that shows they not only agree with whatever that is they believe it they support it and they take steps for it anybody can endorse anything at any time and literally do the opposite when the cameras are off or when they're away from their social media. So it doesn't mean anything to me because someone says, oh, I'm for this movement, or I'm for this lifestyle, or I'm for this political view. It doesn't mean anything if they actually take no steps to support it, then they're lying. They're just doing it for posturing, and that's that's disgusting. That's really disgusting because it's very, very misleading. It's it's straight up lying. It's deception. Um, so I... I I think that just happens too much right now. I think that you see it everywhere and it's 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 not good for society. It's not. But what do I know? Right? I'm I'm a content creator for video games or not video games, but for miniature games and, and books. So that's why I haven't really kind of gotten into any of those things because I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm by nature questioning and cautious. I don't just trust things because someone says, Hey man, trust me. And I'm like, "Ah, I don't know yet. Or I don't just jump on board with, with, with anything because I'm just like, Hey, it looks fun. I, I try to weigh things and I'm more cautious um, I'm not an early adopter. Like we mentioned earlier, people who just jump on board something brand new just because it looks good. I'm not that type of person. Um, I'm like the, the trust, but verify. <laughs> you know, like make sure. And that trust part doesn't come quick. It takes time. Um, I don't know. Maybe in the future, my stance will change. Maybe I'll feel differently or feel that I need to speak up on certain topics. I've come very close on a couple and it's hard for me because I know that I'll lose customers or I'll lose part of my audience. And it may be because people misunderstand what I'm saying. It may not even be because they like they hear me, they they processed it and they fully just are actively against it and don't want to support me. It could be because I'm not saying immediate yes or immediate no. I'm weighing it. I'm asking questions. I'm investigating. And they're like, no, you need to make a decision. Yes or no right now. And I don't want to do that. I want, if I'm going to agree with something or disagree with something, I want to be right. I don't want to just do it out of a, of a gut reaction. Sometimes you can do that. There's certain things you can. There's other things that need to be proven. And, you know what, at the end of the day, you should be able to still disagree with somebody and not hate their guts. And that doesn't happen very often. It seems we are being spun up so quick. We're being conditioned to be angry all the time. What positive outcome will come from people being angry all the time or being fearful all the time. Can you tell me in your life, how many good decisions you've made when you were scared or angry? I can't. (laughs) Normally I make bad decisions at that time. I'm trying really hard as a parent to not, when I get upset, to not do something that I, I'm, I feel remorseful later or to say something, you know, to lash out because I don't want to do that to other people. And that's that's a learned behavior. You don't just wake up one day and you're like, hey, yeah, I'm just a perfect person. Like you have to work at being better and making better choices. And you have to be careful that those bad habits or those bad instant reactions, because we all have bad instant reactions. We're not all, uh, you know, like people who are going to be, you know, <laughs> aggressive driving and out there just waiting to attack somebody with a weapon. Most of us, we, we're we going to defer to to words rather than violent action. We're going to, you know, we're going to lash out verbally or internalize it where it's also poisonous for ourselves because we're just burying everything and we don't know how to process and talk to people so it's i don't know where i was going with all that i guess 100 i should probably wrap this up because i see it's been an hour and a half but uh, just make sure you believe something before you go and say it don't fall for all these other content creators all these other people in the gaming industry for example are all coming out and saying this thing. They're all changed their profile picture. That doesn't mean anything. Make sure you believe in something before you follow it. Don't just say it just because it's cool. Don't just say it because it's trending right now on social media. Make sure you believe it. I think there would be few things worse than saying you agree with something than being caught not believing it or doing the opposite of supporting it. Because... I mean, then you're just asking to be attacked because you kind of brought it on yourself. You attracted all this good attention, but you didn't really believe it. It wasn't genuine. And then people found out and they lashed out. It was like, well, I kind of see why their business, you know, got a bunch of negative reviews. So it kind of dropped their, um, their rating or, People leaving a bunch of mean comments on their content makes people kind of turn away from them because they attracted it by by not really believing it. So it's this whole conversation has not been necessarily an enjoyable thing. Um, even if I were to decide that I think I want to discuss more serious topics, it wouldn't really be in this podcast series because this is about game creators. This is not going to become ever a super political thing or a super... Um, social commentary thing because it's not that's not what this is for if that's if that's what people actually would give two two pennies two cents to know what i think that might be a separate thing but it wouldn't be it wouldn't be for this anyway there's more of like if i made a separate separate thing but anyway guys i i hope that you guys heard this in the right way with the right heart of intent of wanting to just make you aware um If people stop listening, then, oh, well, (laughs) it's whatever, because I'm also finding that it's, it's not necessarily good to just keep everything in either, but you just don't want to, we can't all be social media drama queens where it's all about what we think and what we see and what we feel, because it could be wrong. You know, we could change our views, so we shouldn't all, I think we have, we have far too many influencers that don't actually take time to think about things. They're just so interested in clickbait because they're using it to make money that they'll talk about anything. They'll jump on board with any, any movement because it doesn't matter to them. They're like, they're like water. You put them in any cup and they're, you know, they're happy. They're just like, hey, I'm just happy to be involved but they don't really believe it. So they're just using it. And that's, that's gross. It is. It, it, people should be ashamed of themselves. If they don't really believe something, <laughs> don't support it of any Anything that goes for any topic because it's not being honest. It's not truthful, right? You guys probably all know that. Anyway, I'm going to go to bed because it's very late here. My goodness, look at the time. Whew. All right. Hey, I'll, <laughs> I'll talk to you guys later. Uh, thank you for, if you've listened this far to letting me rant a bit and kind of do my best to warn you (laughs) anyway, guys, talk to you later. See ya. Bye.